Hello. I don't know whether to say good evening or whatever time it is. It is one o'clock in the night or in the morning. My names are uh, Sister Anne. Uh, I love the Lord as my personal savior. And he called me to preach the gospel and to help the poor of the poorest. Praise be to God. The day has been okay to me up to now. I have nothing to complain about other except to thank God for his grace, which he says is sufficient for us all. Let us this, take this time and say a word of prayer so that I can start off with the sermon that is meant uh, a special dedication to our sister Hilda who lost her father recently so that God can hold her hand and uh, enable her to accept the fact. Father, we come before thee. We want to thank you and bless you for this moment. We want to bless your holiness, Father, because you've been good to us. You've been with us all throughout. Yes, throughout the day you've been with us. Even up to this time of the night, you're still with us, King of Glory. We thank you because you tell us, if we come near you, Father, you shall come nearer unto us, Father. Where two or three are gathered, there you shall be. And Father, I want to believe that the people who are going to listen unto this sermon are more than one. And I pray for your presence. I pray that you be with us. Father, I pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit so that he may teach us. He is the one who teaches us. He just uses us as vessel. Father, may everything that I'm going to say be for thy honor and glory. And may you be sanctified and glorified in everything that I'm going to preach as your word, King of glory. I pray that you open the inner word, in the ears, in the eyes of the people who are going to listen so that they may understand King of glory. I pray that the Holy Spirit may elaborate everything that I intend to teach them. Father, I worship and bless you. I bring our sister Hilda before thee so that, Father, you may give her heart of meekness, a heart of thankfulness, even under all circumstances, a heart of saying thank you, Lord, yes, for every situation because every situation has its own positive way in our lives as Christians, King of glory. Father, I bless you because you are the king of glory. Father, I pray that you enable her to have peace that surpasses human understanding. I cover the family with the blood of Jesus Christ. And as they go through this sorrowful time, Father, I pray that you be with them. Uphold them, O king of glory. Give them peace. Enable them even to attain joy, which is impossible to mankind. We know there is nothing impossible before you, king of glory. We thank you for the son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, to bring us closer to us to bring us together as your children. Father, continue upholding us and be with us. As we continue learning your word, Father, may we learn more of how to live according to thy will. May the Holy Spirit continue guiding us and convicting us when we do anything wrong so that, Father, we may repent and get and stay clear and close to you. Sanctify us and be with us. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I do pray, trusting and believing. Today, I want us to talk about... Uh, our God at times of sorrow. Yes, sometimes uh, the Bible tells us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And definitely uh, when a neighbor is feeling bad, we should also be feeling bad because we expect it uh, the same way. When, if we are sorrowful, we expect our neighbors to feel the same for us. Praise be to God. So it is unfortunate like uh, because one of us lost a, a loved one. And that is the way for us. That is God's way. Uh, it is uh, a way that uh, was created by God uh, when we went out of his way. But we know there's one thing. There's hope in it because when Jesus comes, we shall all resurrect 
and meet him and be taken to heaven. So we haven't lost hope at all. Uh, we have it. It is just that uh, our brother went to rest and as we are left behind here struggling and fighting the demonic world. But we praise God that one day we shall meet uh, Baba Hilda. So I want us to look at uh, various places uh, as we go through the sermon. I'll be going through different uh, sources and I'll also send this sermon as uh, a soft copy to everyone so that you can go through at your own time. Uh, David is the biggest lamenter in the Bible, but also the person who knew God. He knew so much how to seek God, and that's why he wrote so many psalms. Yes, David was, I would say, he was prone to doing crazy things to God, but he is the same person who used to go as far as wearing sacks, uh, yes, uh, to go before God. He is known to have danced until his gowns fell off because he knew how to praise his God, he knew how to worship his God, he knew how to say sorry to his Father, praise be to God. Let us try and keep uh, and copy King David as a man after God's own heart both in times of joy and times of sorrow. Yes, I'm telling you, David is like that kid. When they wrong, they come to you and beg and beg until you just let them go. And that is what David used to do. He knew how to go to God. He used to go submissively, totally, dedicatingly to God and ask for forgiveness. And God used to forgive. Praise be to God. And at times of sorrow, even when he has called the sorrow himself, God used to walk with him. Praise be to God. And the good thing with David, he knew how to put it in songs and that's why it is all over in the Bible in the book of Psalms. Yes, there is no nice book in the book of the Bible like the book of Psalms. It is like constant talking to our Father in heaven at times of sorrow, at times of joy, and times of weakness, and times of provision, at times of every time is indicated in the book of Psalms. Praise be to God. When we look at Psalms chapter 31 verse 10, it says, For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones always away. That was David really crying because he had done something wrong to God and he was very repentant. But many a times when we are in sorrow, it is not because we have committed sin. No, no, it doesn't always have to be like that. Job had not sinned at all. God knew that Job loved him but he allowed the devil to test him. And Job went through a lot of sorrow, a lot of losses, a lot of problems, but he's still stuck to God. So whatever situation we are in, even when we lose the best people in our lives, we should always continue holding our faith in God, standing firm in God and waiting for his rescue, waiting for his time to come and respond to us because there's a reason of every happening in our lives. The Bible says he has good plans for each of his children, nothing bad, praise be to God. Since we do not know, for sure why the sorrows then let us learn how to praise and worship our god instead of lamenting sometimes it works praise be to god when you look at psalms chapter 105 verse 26 it says help me O lord my god save me according to your steadfast love praise be to god let us also see it in another way because it's definite that many of us actually apart from those who will be uh, lucky to ascend to heaven. Many of us will have to die. Uh, and we will only escape that if Jesus Christ came like now and he finds us alive. So death is not a punishment. Death is a fulfillment. 
it is a word given by God and it has to, it must come to pass. And I thank God because it is only known to the Father. If everybody knew the day they were to die, I think they will run until God will never reach them. Although run, where is it you can run that God will not reach you? But it is God's secret and we should actually embrace it as that. It, we should embrace death as a commitment, as an agreement between us and God that we wronged and this is the punishment. So it is a punishment from our forefathers, not ours. And it's not necessarily that you die when you have done wrong. No, it could just be that God finds that the right time for you to live. Sometimes we may be so strong in faith today and tomorrow we may be weak and faint away to the devil so that God will take us today to avoid our slipping back to the devil. Praise be to God. Let us just start thanking God because he will do according to his will. Remember Jesus feeding the 5,000 men. Uh, yeah, he raised the fish and the few loaves of bread and thanked God. He did not ask. It is written, he thanked God because he was sure God was going to provide. And in the same way, we should go to God. Even when we are in sorrow, when we are in tribulation, we should go to God and thank him for every situation. Praise be to God. Maybe all we need to do is to thank God, not cry every time in prayer. Have you ever tried thanking God? I remember when my late mother passed on, I got so grieved and fell on the floor asking God why. He had to take her at that time despite the frantic prayers and times that I had requested God to let her live longer. Then I heard the voice of the Lord tell me to give thanks for my mom's death. And I couldn't even understand it. I couldn't even believe it. I felt emotionless, you know. I paused. I didn't understand at all. How could I thank God for a death? But since you cannot challenge God, I called our family members and led them in a thanksgiving prayer for my mom's death. I did it because I knew that I had to listen to this voice, the voice of the Lord. You never challenge the voice of the Lord because he's all-knowing. And he does everything for our own good and for his glory. Praise be to God. One of my serious painful moments of my life was that day. But I learned something, that yes, despite everything, we should be able to say thanks to God because he knows why it has happened and at that time and to us. He knows. And never, never at any time has God ever allowed us to be tested beyond how we can take it. He knows every test he allows in our life, we can take it. Just like he watched us, Job lost almost everything because he knew his servant Job was good to, do, to go. Praise be to God. Um, when Jesus took the two uh, fish and the loaves, he gave thanks for the provision. He did not ask. He gave thanks and it happened. There was even surplus after the required amount. Prayers like this encourage us with the truth of who God is and what he has done. As important and relevant as these laments are, there is one lament in scripture that stands above all the rest. It is the most, the most important of all. It is Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Sometimes we as human beings feel like we are the only ones going through sorrow. But let us remember that the soul of our salvation, Jesus Christ, went through a very difficult time at the Garden of Gethsemane where he felt so much alone. Yes, so much alone. Even the disciples that he had taken along with him to encourage him through prayer, at least he expected them to pray for him because he had told them that he was going to die. They were just sleeping. He felt alone. He felt quite alone. He knows what it, mean, it means to feel alone. Praise be to God. 
Matthew chapter 26, verse 6 to 45 says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yes, not I will, but as you will. Praise be to God. You know, Jesus died for sins that he had not committed. Yes, Jesus was there when God created us. He was there when we did whatever our forefathers did, Adam and Eve. He was there when the parchments were laid down for us. Yet, because we were created in God's image and he had purposed for us to be in fellowship with him, they came up with a plan of Jesus Christ coming to die on the cross so that he could atone for our sins. And he knew this moment had come. It was heavy. It was going to be hurtful. It was going to be shameful. Yes, being hanged on the cross was shameful, but he was ready for it. This was the son of God. Then what of us is image? Don't you ever feel alone and unique in sorrow? Don't you ever feel alone and unique in sorrow ever again? Because Jesus felt it worst because even his disciples did not understand the intensity of anxiety and the sorrow. Yes, he's telling them he's so sorrowful to the point of death, yet they went ahead and slept. Then he returned to the, the disciples again and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, my father, it is not possible for this cup not to be, not to be taken away unless I drink it. May your will be done. Praise be to God. Sometimes the cup might feel so hot, so halfway, or so full, or so empty, but it is good to always go back to the Father and tell him to take care of the cup. Not to take it away if it is not his will. To take it away if it is his will. And if it must be, then Father, we accept it. Yes, at this time of sorrow, it might be very difficult. The cup might feel, be safe, feeling so empty. But yes, it is for you, elder, and your family to know that God is with you at this moment. The Father was Jesus as much as he felt alone. The Father was with Jesus. He was there with him, and he was watching at him. He was, was watching his son go through so much hardship so that at least the will of God can be done. Every death that comes our way is God's will, and there must be a reason to it. Yes, even when I lost my mom, I knew. It, it, actually, God had even warned us that my mother was about to pass away, and I, I wasn't ready for it. No one has ever been ready for death. But let me tell you, there is a reason why God allows these things to happen to us. And it's not only death. Even at any time of sorrow, we should be always able to go back to God and say, start with a thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for this difficulty. But Father, I pray, if possible, take the cup away from me. And if it not, then let your will be done. And enable me to have enough serenity to accept your will, to accept what you have put before me. Praise <laughs> be to God. The situation of Jesus was worse than ours in any way and in any time. You know, there's nothing as wrong as being blamed for what you've never done wrong. It is quite hard. But that shows how much Jesus loves us and how much Jesus walks with us. How much, how much he's always with us. Praise be to God. 
He knew what he was waiting ahead. He had to do it for sins that he had never committed. He did it for you and me. Through his stripes, we get healing throughout our life. Through his blood, our sins were atoned. By his resurrection, we are able to say we are waiting for eternal life. This is the greatest show of love ever seen and felt on earth. He loves us and goes through the valley of death with us. He's always with us. Yes, when the Bible says, even through the shadow of death, I shall be with you, then it is just as it is written. He jumps into the fire with us. Remember the, the time of Shadrach and Abednego. When they were praying and asking God to take it away, they didn't know they were ready to die. They said, even if our God does not rescue us, we are not going to bow to idols. And they jumped into the fire. They went into the fire and found the Son of Man waiting for them there. Yes, in this agony and sorrow, God is waiting for us to call upon us, to stretch our hands unto him because he's beckoning unto us, right? His hug is the hardest, is the best, is the safest place that we can be. So I would advise Hilda just to continue calling upon God. And he's going to give you peace that surpasses understanding of mankind. Let me tell you, our God is so loving. Our God is good. He's the author of our life. And he's the holder of our life. He knows when we'll die. He knows when we'll resurrect. He holds the time in his hands. Praise be to God. Stand in his glory and beckons the Holy Spirit. That was Stephen. Yes, at the time of death, he was busy asking God to forgive those who were stoning him. He was not scared of death, let me tell you, because he knew it was God's timing and it was God's will. He surrendered his spirit to God in harmony, in peace, in love, and they were watching at him. They opened the heavenly glory for him. They received him. They received his. Let me tell you, sometimes life may seem so hard for us. Yes, it's, it's never, it's, it hasn't been easy for the first disciples. Yes, for the people who preached the gospel, the first to the early church. Look at Paul and Silas. They were always in jails. Paul could not shut his mouth. In fact, they said it's like he used to have an itch to preach. Even in the jails where he had been thrown because of preaching, he used to write letters to those that he had brought to Christ. Praise be to God. It came... It, I, I remember vividly when Paul said, this Jesus, the Jesus I met on my way to Damascus, is the Jesus I'm preaching. Let me tell you, there's nothing as jovious knowing that you're a child of God. He doesn't hate you, he loves you. And everything he does in your life, he purposes it for your own good. Praise be to God. And for his glory too. Amen. So at this time of sorrow, I would urge everybody, not only Hilda, to always cling to God. To always seek God in prayer, just as Jesus did, yes, at the Garden of Gethsemane. He went back for them, for them too, to ask God to take care of it, to give him strength. And it is only God who can give us enough strength because he's the one who understands how we feel. Yes, I might feel sorrowful for you, but as a human being, I won't even feel it as God feels it because he knows us best. And the Holy Spirit draws within us. So it's actually as sorrowful as we are. Praise be to God. Jesus knew his hour was almost near. Judas was on his way with soldiers to arrest him. So he went to a familiar place to be with his father. There Jesus tipped all the scripture is his life. Having sung, prayed the laments in worship at the synagogue, prayed his own lament. Yes, in order to achieve eternal life, hope for mankind. He loves us so much. Just dive into him, a spiritual hug, anytime you feel deserted, alone, and sorrowful. He sent his forever healing. Amen. The promised son of David followed the structure and pattern of the laments and cried out to his father in heaven, like the laments of king who foreshadowed the king of kings. Answered, Jesus prayed to God in raw honesty, revealing the depths of his sorrow 
and fear. Imagine knowing so well that he was supposed to die. He wondered whether that cup could be taken away, but he let the will of the Father be done. And so we should pray in, in between our sorrows and deep within our heart that God's will shall be done in our shall be done in our lives. Praise be to God. Gethsemane was the beginning of the agony of Jesus. The agony that he would endure for the people that he loved. The sorrow and anguish he felt was there only for taste of what was to come. When the disciples abandoned him and fell asleep, it was a glimpse of the abandonment he would experience at the cross when his father turned his back on him. He really didn't really turn his back on him, but I'm sure even the father was in sorrow. Yes, watching your own son hanging on the cross for sins that he had not committed was not easy for God the Father. God will send guardian angel to strengthen us at all time, let me tell you. And yes, he did this for Jesus Christ. He has always appointed an angel to watch over each and every child of his. Luke 22:43 says, Jesus prayed for the strength to overcome the same weak flesh and temptation to which the disciples yielded. As he continued in his lament, he was strengthened by an angel. I pray that God gives enough guardian angels to watch over the family of Hilda and to watch over Hilda. Yes, I know you must be feeling alone, weak, and desolate without answers. But let me tell you, one day when Jesus Christ comes, you will get all the answers. And for the time being, let us just end back on the prayer. Because that is the only solution in our lives as Christians. At times of sorrow and at times of tribulation. Praise be today to God. Sometimes sorrow leads to joy. Matthew 6.10 God answered his prayer. Not to remove the cup, but to enable him to continue forward with the play, with the plan they had made before time began. Jesus then prayed the prayer he once taught the disciples. Your will be done. Praise be to God. He ended his prayer like those laments in the Psalms with a response of trust, resting the perfect will of his father. Praise be to God. So at this moment of sorrow, I would only encourage us to let the will of done of God be done. And it's already done. And it is for him to enable us to come back to normal, to normality where we can accept what has gone wrong or what has happened, to enable us to understand that it is will and it was the right thing. Praise be to God. Hebrews 12, 12, 12 to like all of Jesus' works, his lament was for us. He suffered anguish and faced temptation at Gethsemane and overcame it. He knew the joy that lay on the other side of the cross and endured it for our sake. Praise be to God. Yes, we may pass away today, but one day we shall resurrect. And I hope before we pass on, we are ready for the resurrection because that is what counts. For the people who have been left alive, you should ask yourself, if it was me in that state today, would I be raised to go to heaven? Or would I be raised to go to hell? So it is us to make sure our ways are right, our ways are correct. We live according to God's will. Because that time will come, it is the way for many. Yes, not unless Jesus Christ comes now, then it will be the way for many. So when that time for resting comes, are we ready to be sure that we shall be with God when time comes, when the end of this age comes to pass. Praise be to God. Hebrews 4, 16. Because he suffered and sacrificed for us, we have been redeemed and adopted by the Father. Through Jesus, we can pray our own laments and with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find peace 
and find grace to help in time of need. This prayer in the garden is the most important lament of all the scriptures. It fulfills all other laments because Jesus is the answer to all the cries of the mankind heart. It is a lament that ought to shape our laments. For in every prayer we pray, we come to the throne of grace, unhindered because our Savior prayed that dark night in the Gethsemane. Praise be to God. You know, that prayer at Gethsemane opened so much for us. Yes, it was just a step away from the New Testament under the grace, where the Holy Spirit was to take over and to dwell within humanity and lead us in the will of God. It is high time we ask ourselves, are we the children of God? Because our time is also coming. So that when that time comes, we will not be afraid. Our people will not cry tirelessly. They will smile and say, she has just gone home. She has just rested. Praise be to God. Let us all stay ready and attested to the will of God. Praise be to God. There is comfort during loss. We should abide and seek. The death of a loved one can be overwhelming, confusing, and overall devastating. We find ourselves searching for answers we may never find and creating regretful feelings that can only create more loss in our heart. It is important to know that no matter what season we go through, that God is always there for us, even to bring us comfort during the loss. Praise be to God. Great things come with the loss. Romans 8.18 I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed unto us. And this can only happen if we know that if we rest today, it shall be well. And that we shall rest as the children of God. So let us stay alert and devoted to Christ. Praise be to God. We must always remember that what God has prepared for us is so much greater than anything we are going to experience in this life. Yes, we may feel like someone has deserted, but they have rested and they will be waiting for us someday to come. The hope we have, we have keeps us holding on and pressing forward towards our eternal reward. Comfort will come when the time comes. Matthew 4, 4, 5, 4 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. By who? By God, of course. The creator of all, the giver of life, is the only person, is the only one who can comfort at such times because he is the one who understands exactly the feeling that we have. During the time of mourning, we often lose sight of a lot of things in our lives that can provide comfort and strength. We should remember that when we are all at our lowest and most painful places in our lives, that God is that much closer to us, closer than we think. Praise be to God. He hears your cries and knows your pain. So be comforted to know he is close and comfort will come from the presence of the Lord. There is comfort in God's promise in our life. Psalms 119.50 says, My comfort is my suffering in this. Your promise preserves my life. Praise be to God. God has proven to revive us time and time again. He has promised to always protect and maintain our life in him as we cast our cares on the one who loves us. When I think of the word preserve, I think of beautiful flowers that are kept in the special manner to protect and to maintain their beauty. We are the flowers and God is our preserver. He is there to look after and perfect, to protect that beauty we have when we are in Christ. Praise be to God. So let us not only look at the sorrow, let us look at the other side. That one day we shall be entwined with our loved ones. Yes, the ones we have lost, but we should keep moving in the right way under the great will of God, so that one day we shall entwine and praise God in harmony. Praise be to God. 
we should be able to share in comfort as well as sorrow. Second Corinthians 1 verse 3 to 4 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us all in our trouble so that we can comfort those who are who are in trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Praise be to God. So as brethren, we should always feel one another. Yes, if someone is in sorrow, please sorrow with them, mourn with them, be good to them, be, be, be prayerful over them. Just present them to God so that God can give them that, that comfort no one can give them to them. This relationship that myself and others share with God allows us to know only overcome some of the toughest times we face, but we can support others in their struggles as well. But as sharing ways, God has comforted us through our own rough waters. We can help bring the light of God into other people's lives, giving them a source of his comfort when they can't find themselves. The Lord is always so close. Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the, heart bro the, to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. In times of loss, we need to feel alone. We often feel alone that there is no one who can enlighten the burden that has been, has been set in our hearts. But in this time of lost spirit, God is even closer to us. God is there to bring something new out of our new tragedy. Even in situations where we feel that nothing more than loss could come from it, God allows us to be transformed by our tragedies. To know that God is close, to know that our Lord is close, is allowing this transformation to bring everlasting love to us. Praise be to God. Comfort in eternity. Because yes, no matter what happens, no matter how many people we lose, we know that they shall be raised once again. Revelation 21 verse 4 says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no mourning, no crying or pain. For the older thing, the older of things has passed away. Praise be to God. In heaven there will be no more loss. We won't mourn or feel earthly pain we have gone through. We will live as God intended us to live, in the presence of him, with only love and light in our lives. There will only be light in the presence of God, so there will be nowhere for darkness and for dwelling. We won't cry no more. Actually, the evil one, who causes a lot of problems in our life, will have already been thrown into hate. And we should always remember that God is for us. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, we have been called according to his purpose. Yes, everything that happens in our lives is purposed by God. Because the devil cannot harm us, he must seek for authority from our father. And if our father does not find us strong enough to counter that, he will not allow the devil even to reach anywhere near us. He only allows us to be tested up to the maximum where we can make it. Praise be to God. God is there for each one of us, and we should rest assured that each act of love that we do for God is created into something good. So when we put our trust in him during our darkest hours, that love we share will be worked into something great. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Jesus Christ. God is always with us. His unconditional love is all around us. In the people who love him, and in places we feel most alone. In all things we do with love to glorify his name. Praise be to God. We must keep scripture in order to defend ourselves from the enemy when we are near defeat. Yes, at times like this, at times of sorrow, is when the devil moves in. But if we keep the scriptures near in our hearts, then definitely 
God will help us. And if we encourage the Holy Spirit to continue dwelling within us, keep on asking God to replenish us with the Holy Spirit, then we shall defeat the enemy. Whichever schemes or whichever ways he uses, we will always overcome. Praise be to God. We must wear the armor of God to stand against the devil's schemes. No one travels through life without at some point experiencing the loss of someone or something dear. The loss of a loved one through death is once is one of life's most intense challenges, and the pain can be overwhelming. But God doesn't leave you to suffer alone. We will always find comfort in the word of God. And there we come to the end of our sermon. And after that, I've also appendixed some further reference verses, which will be able to help you to stand firm, clinging to the Lord, and he will comfort you through the process of grieving. And in the future, we'll replace your sorrow with great and ending joy. Praise be to God. May God have mercy upon us. May God work with us. May God touch the heart of Hilda and the entire family and always be with them because there's no way we can replace a loved one, but God will always be there for us and the remaining ones who continue dwelling in the house of the Lord. May that be the venture and the desire of that entire family. May God also help us as fellow brethren so that we can be a stronghold for our sister Hilda. And may God send enough guardian angels to watch over that family and to watch over Hilda till the sun comes back for us. Uh, that brings us to the end of the sermon that I had prepared. I beckon me pray. Father, we come before thee. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for your strong word. Yes, we can see and we have learned that everything is purpose for our own good because we are your children. You called us for a purpose. You called us not to hurt us. You called us to reconcile us back to you, Father, King of glory. We deviated from your way, but you have always had love and the will and the grace and the purpose, Father. And that's why your son died on the cross for our sins so that his blood could atone us, could atone the, the, sinful, the, the sinful nature we were in, Father, King of glory. We pray that you be with us. Father, we pray that you enable us to thank you for all the circumstances that we face. We thank you for this moment. And Father, we pray for unity within Hilda's family. And we pray that you grant them enough serenity, enough love, enough comfort, enough joy and peace at this time when it is impossible to imagine joy. Because Father, you are God of an impossibility. You are God who understands us, Father. You are God who is full of miracles and you can perform the miracle of joy and peace within that family. Father, we thank you even for the salvation of our sister Hilda. We pray that you continue upholding her spiritually so that she may get close unto you and attach unto you and always dwell on you and always believe and entrust everything in her life unto you. Father, we pray for them family. Father, we pray that it stays close unto you and it surrenders totally unto your will and continue to doing God's will. Father, we pray for this entire room. We commit it unto you. We pray that you cover everybody within this WhatsApp group with the blood of Jesus Christ. Give each one of us a guardian angel to watch over us and be with us, Father, as we continue this day of our salvation, enabling us to walk according to thy will. They, they, may the Holy Spirit continue guiding and guarding us, convicting us to walk as your children, Father, as it is deemed in the Bible. We thank you for this moment. We worship your holy name. We magnify your holy name. We surrender totally unto you. Father, be exalted. Father, subject us and enable us to always dwell within your house. We thank you and we partake of your service and your glory. We worship you. 
It is in the mighty name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we pray, trusting, and believing. Amen. Amen.